I'm Chris. I'm also Chris. And we are your friends with benefits. Hashtag FWB podcast on all your social medias. You can join the conversation anytime at 270-883-1617. We're ready to believe you. You know, that's better than it has any right to be. Dude, it does not feel like it has been a full week since our last episode. I don't know about you, but it has flown by. (sighs) (laughs) That means you feel like it has been a full week. Yeah. It's okay. It happens, you know. Well, we'll get into why in a minute. Yeah, we we both have had... um, some eventful weeks, but uh, before we get there, we're going to have some fun. Right now, I am Chris. I am also Chris. And together we are your favorite podcast's favorite podcast. We are your Friends with Benefits all-new episode. The last one of March, man. We are already through March, which is yeah, crazy. coming at your ear holes right now. It's Ooh, okay. Ooh, I guess if <laughs> I, I guess I guess if there are any holes in your body, that that those would be the least offensive. So I guess that's fair. You I know, guess that's fair. there's there's um, several other holes that would be a lot more offensive for us to be uh, coming at or coming out or whatever. Just that's true. That's yeah. True. So uh, oh, there it is. There it is. What have you got for us this week? Uh, Cigar City out of Tampa. It's their Space Pope. Okay, yeah. It may be the exact same IPA I had last week. I can't remember, to be honest. It it very well could be. I'm not sure, uh, to be honest with you. Um, could be. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, we need to have either somebody, because I don't want to do it, uh, keep track of the ones that you have. Like Make like a big spreadsheet. Oh, gosh. Uh, we need to start taking, taking applications. We either need, uh, Jason who's in the chat. Um, we got, uh, Lynette Gillette in the chat. We got, well, somebody needs to start a, a, like a Google sheet or something with all the different beers that you have. I mean, I could do it because it's, you know, it's you, me, <laughs> That's, 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 uh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, you know, whatever. Uh, so somebody, if somebody wants to get on that, they sure can. Uh, I have a surprise for you, by the way. Uh-oh. And I, I texted you, uh, or Snapchatted you, or some dumb shit social media that I'm way too old to be on you with it. Uh, but as a follow-up for everybody that listened to the uh, girls beer sports episode that we were on. If you haven't already go back and listen to last week's girls beer sports. Uh, but I got something episode titled state and potatoes. Oh, okay. Uh, you ready for this? Yeah, buddy. That was not me farting into the microphone. <laughs> I know that's what oh, it sounded. Like. Oh God. I just got a whiff of this. Holy God. What am I doing? Um, <laughs> We had, they have a, uh, they had a, uh, Girls Beer Sports has a segment that is news of the weird, right? And you can, um, take leave or fence, uh, different, different news items. 
And one of the items that we talked about was um, mango Pepsi. And I said, not to spoil it for you if you haven't already heard it, but uh, I said, I don't want to, I don't want it. I think it's a terrible idea, but I know I'm super weak for gimmicks and gimmick drinks and gimmick sodas. So I know I'm going to try it. Well, over the weekend, I shot money out my pee hole at Target and spent way too much money, as I always do. And uh, as I'm leaving, I pass by the, uh, the Pepsi cooler, and what do I see sitting in there? Mango Pepsi. And I said, son of a bitch. And I took a picture of it, and I sent it to you, and I was like, I told you. I told you. And I saved it. I saved it, and here we are. And I'm going to try it for the first time ever on the air for everybody. All right, buddy. Let's let's see how this goes. Okay, you heard the sound of it opening. I'm going to go ahead and try this. I, I got a whiff when it opened, and I'm not a fan. But here we go. <laughs> let's hope, like me, it's better than it's... I was about to say something real gross, but I'm not going to say it. Ew. Yeah, let's just say, let, let's hope it's better than it smells. Like me, but whatever. Okay, here we go. Oh, okay. Bad. It, okay, here's here's the thing. Okay, so it's bad. Uh, <laughs> here's here's the thing. Ugh, <laughs> uh, it's not good. I'm gonna go ahead and say that right off the bat. It's not good. Um, it's. Uh, you cannot taste the Pepsi at all. It's just like it, the, the sweet and the mango is just overpowering. It's literally just like a carbonated mango, which I guess is probably better because the idea of Pepsi and mango together is not good. Yeah, uh, it's 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 not good, though. Uh, if I had to give it a rating. Uh, 4.6 out of 10. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, I will not be finishing that. I don't know. Uh, I feel like it's one of those things that if I even tried to, like, dump it in a plant to get rid of it, it would kill the plant. <laughs> like, I feel like that's... Uh, like, uh, Dr. Zoidberg's cooking on that episode of Futurama? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I'm going to pour it into this, this plant, and it's just going to shrivel up and die pretty much immediately. So 4.6, though. Yeah, 4.6, because... <sighs> like, yeah, 4.6, yeah. I would almost say is something you would drink again, because 5 is middle of the road. Yeah, no, see, you have to understand that when it comes to sodas and gimmick sodas, like, 7 or above is where I stay. Oh, so you're grading it like a like a school paper, right? Like, like yeah, a four point six is still definitely a failing. Grade. Oh, it is. It is hardcore failing. Uh, it's yeah. It is. I will definitely never buy it again. Uh, okay. Uh, hold on. Now, now here's what else it's going to do for me. Oh, I thought it was going to make me burp. I thought it was going to make me. Uh, I was going to have to mute because uh, I was going to end up burping right into this microphone, and I didn't want to do that to everybody out there. Ugh. I'm like, oh, yeah, there it was. Ugh. And then you taste it again. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Can I drop it to a 4.2? Yes. Yes. 
Uh, specifically 4.20 yeah 4.20 is is the score yeah, yeah, yeah. this gets final uh final score the aftertaste not great uh the sweetness is the only thing that saves it uh very very fake mango flavor just not not good mother of god we're going to record an episode on 420 <laughs> oh oh shit yeah we are oh god we we have three weeks to prepare. Oh God! Okay. Uh, well, let the preparation start now. <laughs> uh, oh man, uh, I don't think anybody's ready. Uh, if you tune into the live show on four twenty, uh, get ready. Hypothetically, of course. Yeah. I won't be drinking any beer that night. Hy- yeah. <laughs> Hypothetically. You know, uh, let's just say we have we have three weeks to book our uh, our live show in Denver. God, I wish. <laughs> uh, hypothetically, yeah, hypothetically, uh, hypothetically, speaking. yeah, yeah. So, uh, or I guess Chicago, I guess Illinois would be closest. That's true. That's I guess true. Illinois would be the closest. So, yeah, we'll start. We'll start trying to find if you do have a uh, an inn at a venue in Illinois um, in the next three weeks. Holler at your boy. <laughs> uh, boys. Uh, holler at your boys. Um, uh, well, I'm super disappointed in this drink, but um, I wanted to give you a little follow-up from last week. Because I made several bold claims last week okay. in the show, and I wanted to follow up with at least one of them. Uh, I did get to see the wrong, the new Wrong Turn movie on uh, over the weekend on Saturday. Nice. And I, I live-texted you, like, the last half hour oh yeah because uh two reasons number one because i was actually pretty engrossed in the movie the rest of it and i live texting didn't cross my mind and i was just like into the movie i I was into it the second is once i figured out how your saturday was going uh which we'll get to in a second um but uh, yeah, last week I went over how um, I had I I was caught off guard by the fact that the the seventh wrong turn movie was already out, so I bought it on Blu-ray. <laughs> like I I did not I saw the trailer in January, didn't realize it came out in February. It's pretty awesome. So, um, what, finally got a chance to watch it, and except for and I, I will uh, wrestle talk for a second, uh, except for all the false finishes. Mm-hmm. Uh, where there's like there's like six different times where you're like, okay, this is where the movie ends, and then it keeps going for like another half hour. Yep, it just like keeps faking you out that it's an ending. No, it's not. All right, it's an ending. No, it's not. Okay, it's an ending. No, it's not. Uh, it was actually not bad, and it the wrong turn franchise is a franchise that and we talked about something else today that we're going to end up circling back to later so i don't want to get into too much but it was a franchise that was overdue for a reboot and a restart and so i'm glad that it got one and the the different take was actually really interesting and a fun twist on not just hillbillies in the mountains. Yeah, they, I did appreciate the reference they made, though. 
towards the end of the movie about what movie oh, yeah. did you want to watch tonight? Yeah, and he's like, another one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that was good. Uh, but yeah, I thought uh, it was really well done. A couple non-spoilery... Spoiler? Yeah, whatever. Some non-spoiler things about the movie. There it is. Um, watch the credits? Yes. Um, and... I really think this might be the first, like, likable group since Part 2? Part 2 was part a good two? group. That was the Henry Rollins yeah. one. Oh, uh, yeah. I was, I was a little... I was a little turned off by the, like, they went out of their way to be very PC and very, uh, like, inclusive to the point where it was kind of over the top for me. Yeah. Like, I get that you want to have a bunch of groups represented and you want the, you know, you, you want all the different kinds. Like, I've never seen like a group of friends that is one person is from a very defined, very different lifestyle group mm-hmm. to that point where it's like, Oh, you have the lesbian couple. You have the, the this guy, you have the, this girl, you have this, like everybody has like a very specific like identity trait. And there's only one in the entire group of that identity trait, but somehow like all eight of them are like besties. Yeah. So, like, that took me out of it a little bit, and I'm just like, ugh, like, we're cramming, like, you know, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're cramming, like, 2021, or in this case, it was shot in 2020, uh, you know, like, 2020, the, the, the cancel culture crusade, you gotta have everybody in it, or someone's gonna yeah. get upset. So, like, I was kind of... They, off they by beat that. you over the head with that. Oh, bit. yeah, but, but all the characters were were likable. I'll give you that much. Yeah. I will agree with that. So, yeah, that was good. Um, the writing was actually pretty decent. Uh, and, yeah, like the, I don't want to give away too much of the twist, but the twist was actually pretty fun. And then it just kept going. It probably, like, I, I say this about a lot of movies, but I feel like they could have cut out about 20 minutes. Well, and had it been okay, like it still would have been fine. I also would have liked to have seen a bit more in, like, part of the twist. Like, I would have liked to have seen a bit more in that area. Yeah, I could see that. And taken away from some of the false finishes at the end of the movie. Yeah, because it just so. kind of like drag. Like, once you feel, because that's the thing is, like, once it feels like it's about over. And, like, the story kind of, like, naturally progresses that it's about over. That's when it really starts to drag. Because you're, like, you're, you're you're just ready for it to be over. Because you're, like, the story's done. And we're just still going. And we're still going. And, yeah, I agree. Like, I would have taken out some of the end part and added more in, like, the... And the end of the first act could have been... You could have padded that out more. Oh, and I'll even, uh, another non-spoiler thing, this movie does commit one of my cardinal sins, where it shows you a full scene, and then it rewinds, and you find out all that was in the character's head. Yeah, like, they go for a while, too. 
Yeah, I mean, it it goes for somewhere in the four to six minute range. Yeah, like it's pre- it's a pretty long sequence. So and, and then and then once you realize that that's not it, like they basically replay almost all of it. The same, like the, the at least a lot of the dialogue is the same, and you're like, ah, we've already done this. We have done this already once. Why are we doing this again? Yeah. And um, well, buddy, uh, I have to thank you. Uh oh. Because you you made a very interesting Saturday. Uh, a little less hellacious for me with your your running commentary. Well, you know, uh, I tried to because like I got to the point where it was like almost over, and then I was like, "Shit!" Like I uh, I was supposed to be like live texting you the whole time, and <laughs> I was like, "There's only like thirty minutes left," and so I had to make up for lost time. Is basically what I'm what I'm getting at. Well, I appreciated that. Um, but yeah, so I guess I'm going to go ahead and cover it. I don't know if we mentioned this on the show last week or not. Uh, Friday afternoon. Yeah. Got my got my second COVID shot. Nice vaccine. Nice. Who oh boy? I was Friday night fine. Saturday, woke up, felt okay. Was like, cool. I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Yeah. Then like one o'clock, and I was like one o'clock. I started to feel like lethargic. Took my temperature a little higher than normal. I was like, okay, like I'll take another round of Tylenol here in a couple hours, and we'll, you know, I'll just keep an eye on it. I watched my temperature slowly go from the first time I took it was like 98.2 to 101. Oh, good. Yeah. So, I mean, I was uh, like pouring sweat. Not, not really even like pouring sweat, but it was like one of those things where, and like, because one of the things I heard about like people who really had like really, really, um, I I would say mine was mild. I wouldn't say it was bad, but like one of the things that I'd heard was like people were like, "No, I was lethargic to the point where I like I was out of breath walking to the bathroom." And I was like, "I wasn't that bad, but uh, I was making a frozen pizza and having to like get up and go check it a couple different times." By like the third time I sat down, I was like. With the, with the pizza that time, I was like, I'm just going to leave this dirty plate on the couch for the night. <laughs> oh. That is going to be tomorrow me's problem. Oh, that's that's weird. Like, and and which, uh, if I may ask, you don't have to answer. Um, no, it's fine. I don't care. Which uh, which brand did you get? Uh, Pfizer. Okay, me too. I I also have had uh, both shots, and yeah. I was I was a little sleepy the next day. I was like just a little tired, but like I had no side effects. So that's so weird. Well, and, like, uh, my first shot didn't really bug me that much. Like, my arm killed for about uh, – you know this. You saw me. Yeah. <laughs> like, my arm killed for, like, 36 hours afterwards. Uh, but 
then like and it took a few hours to set in like the shot the second one like the arm pain set in almost instantaneously i mean i was down for the count sunday too so i was just like not the best weekend of my life so that's a, a lot of sleeping a lot of uh, so like one of the things was I was, I was, I didn't want to play any horror. I didn't want to watch any horror. So, you know, just cause just trying to be prepared in case like my fever got even higher or it like broke in the middle of the night. And I was like, can I have those like fever dreams? Oh yeah. You don't want the fever dream. Yeah. So I'm like surfing. And I like channel sur- stream service surfing, really. Like, I go to YouTube, nothing's really holding my interest. I check Netflix, nothing's on there. I started, uh, shit, it was some WCW pay per view from 99. Oh, no. On the WWE channel on Peacock. Good God, they have so much fucking work to do on that. Yeah, the interface is really, really rough. Um,. So I was finally like, I'm going to go to Hulu and, you know, they have that like for you section. I go over to the movies and I start like scrolling and I was like, "Eh, maybe this, if I can't find anything else, I can't remember what the, maybe this movie was. And that has been what, well, actually I'll touch on that here in a second. No, I'm going to touch on it now because there's a small chance I might forget. Like that has been the worst thing for me is, uh, my memory has been foggy since like, Saturday afternoon, I was talking to um, my friend Will yesterday, and we were in like mid sentence, and uh, the waitress came up and asked me something. And I was like, and I oh, I ordered like a water or something. So she walked away, and Will goes, "All right, what were you saying?" And I was like, "I have no idea." Ooh, that's that's upsetting. Yeah, and it like bugged the shit out of me. Yeah, so. I, yeah, I can understand that. That's that's a, more than a little upsetting. I thought the first one messed with my allergies because uh, I have to take a uh, a nasal spray every day, and um, at like for the for the first week after I got the first one, uh, I was having to take I was having to give myself an extra spray after lunch because it was wearing off and it wasn't working. Um, so I thought. Um, it's kind of back to normal now, but, uh, at the time I was like, I feel like the only thing that's changed is I got my first shot, but I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist. I'm not trying to, Oh yeah. We already did that episode. So, um, so (laughs) to like bounce it back, I'm surfing through Hulu and I get to a movie that I don't think I'd seen in probably 10 years, maybe more. National Lampoon's Van Wilder. Yes! Love me some Van Wilder. It holds up and is could... They're only... Honestly, like, it could probably still fly today. You'd have to cut, like, a couple jokes. Um, But, man, like... Audible laughter. Like, audible laughter. Which, we've talked about this. I don't laugh at a lot of comedies if I'm sitting home alone. Yeah. So, but I mean, there was, 
just so much in there. Um, I forgot about the whole like golf cart thing. I forgot that Booger's the security guard. I forgot that the principal from Breakfast Club is like the antagonist teacher guy. Like, there's a lot of solid stuff in the movie. I forgot that he bangs the uh, lady for, about the payment plan. Yeah. But man, like, Van Wilder is a underrated comedy from the 2000s, I would say. Uh, great use of air supply. Oh shit! Uh, so yeah, just uh, just an overall great great soundtrack, by the way. A uh, very underrated soundtrack, Van Wilder. Strongly disagree. Really? I figured way that would be much, like right up way, your alley. Way too much Jimmy Eat World. Uh, I like Jimmy Eat World though. I hate Jimmy Eat World. Oh, this show is over. Um, We're done. I'm done with this no, show. I, I, I'm more in like the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre reboot. Like that is a great soundtrack to me. <laughs> I got nothing for that one. I, you know me and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Anything is automatically in the toilet. So I'm not. I, I, I'm not a good uh, person to talk about that. It's very similar to Queen of the Damned. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, well, I'm sorry that you had uh, that you felt like crap, but um, I'm glad that me and Ryan Reynolds were able to make you feel better. I appreciate you and Ryan Reynolds. Well, you know who doesn't appreciate Ryan? Dear Reynolds? friend of the show, dear show, dear friend. Yeah, well, that's what we need to do at some point. We need to have the uh, the aviation gin on the show. Oh yes, we do. We really need to talk to someone from them. Yeah. And Fred Durst. Yeah. Always Fred Durst. Uh, speaking of Fred Durst, uh, should I send the message to get uh, our, our buddy on here? Um, oh, yeah. Um, let me do it. Um, because there's a Fred Durst connection um, that uh, we need to discuss <laughs> real quick. Um did you know about that, or did I you had, just see my tweet? I had it? zero idea about that at all, and uh, <laughs> so I saw your tweet, and I was like, I had like Samuel L. Jackson moment. I was like, that motherfucker! Like, <laughs> like literally, I was sitting at home. I saw your tweet where you got a copy of what was it, Fight Club for like mm -hmm. PS2 or some something PS2. like that, and I was like, motherfucker! All right, hold on a second. Here we go. All right, let's get this guy in here. We got uh, from. Two, he, he's doubling up on us because uh, he's he's doing two uh, shows on the Talk Nerdy to Me podcast network. He's our boy Jason from Before It All Starts Again, again, and Superhero Deep Dive. How are you, buddy? I'm good. How are my favorite misses from other sisters? Uh, <laughs> this isn't this isn't the uh, the John and Scott show, so I don't know. Um. <laughs> oh no! Wrong <laughs> <Strong> number. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> this took a left turn real quick. It really did. No, no, no. We're we're doing just fine, man. Uh, we were just talking about your uh, uh, Fred Durst related gift that I saw on Twitter, which was hilarious. Oh, which one? The uh, two. The the, oh, yeah. the the Fight Club uh, PS2 game. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I looked up Fred Durst video games and <laughs> wow. <laughs> Cause, um, and I saw where that happened, so I was like, oh, my gosh. 
And then I looked it up on eBay and it was like 15 bucks. So I was like, that's not, it's not bad. You have Koran's address. Um, unfortunately I could not find any reasonably priced as in like $15 or less. Um, Shawn Michaels memorabilia to send to you. <laughs> Dude, that's because he as the greatest of all time. Uh, his merchandise the rule is, as the song says, hands off the merchandise. It's too expensive. So I get it. I understand. I know. Oh, speaking of which. Oh, no. I have, oh. have, I have a proposition for you guys. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. WrestleMania's coming up. That's what I hear. It is. All right. I have, since it's like going to be two nights again, I have, I have a wager for you all. Okay. Uh oh. We need we need to decide either three or five matches, and unfortunately, there's just so many titles. I don't know how many, but we need to we need to choose like a set number of matches, do predictions, and whoever whoever loses has to sing Tyler Durst or not Tyler Durst, Fight <laughs> <laughs> Club, Tyler Breeze's um, entrance music. Oh God. Oh jeez. And that's, see, here's the problem, is uh, I have not watched a WWE event since Kofi Kingston won the world title at WrestleMania, so I would be solely relying on Koran for all of this. Well, you peaked. It's okay. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, oh, my God, it's Koran! <laughs> <laughs> oh... All right, we'll have to we'll have to pick the matches. We'll uh, we'll in our in our group text. We'll uh, we'll pick the matches and we'll decide. Uh, we'll we'll sort all this out. I feel like we can come to an, an agreement. Chances are you guys will win again. So, God, I hope so. I mean, you know, worst case scenario, I'm just making an ass out of myself again. <laughs> so. No, you mean best case scenario? Yeah, that's that is the <laughs> best, best case. case yeah, that's worst case for me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, we'll, we'll work out. Cause yeah, uh, I have a feeling we're going to, we're going to come to terms on, uh, whatever the, the thing is. And we'll make a, uh, we'll make a Facebook post about whatever. Cause when is WrestleMania? I don't even know. Um, the 10th and 11th. Okay. 10th and 11th. Okay. So we like, still have another week. Not this weekend, but next weekend. Okay. Yeah. We have another, we have another episode. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, we, that's so much sooner than I thought. I thought we had like a good three weeks. No, no, no. That's our 420 episode. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we'll uh, we'll we, over the next day or two we'll uh, we'll work out uh, stipulations and matches and all of that, and then we will um, uh, we'll tell everybody on the Facebook page, and then right here next week we'll set the terms. But I yeah we 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 will do a wager for sure. All right. Oh, also I wanted to tell you guys. That I got um, my vaccine this past week. Right. Nice. It was, it was not quite what I thought it would be. Like, they took, for some reason, I got this email saying, make sure you wear white pants. Yeah. So yep. I did. And I thought it was going to be a shot, but it turned out to be a suppository. Yep. <laughs> That's how they get you. They have yeah, a white pants really, line. It really hurt. Like, I heard that there were side effects. I didn't understand that side effects included, like, walk bow-legged for 24 hours. Um, yeah. Have to sleep on your stomach. Yep. <laughs> have to run to the bathroom whenever you had to sneeze. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was not prepared for all that. M- Mother of God, I can't believe you brought it back with to a white jeans yep. joke. Yep. I am just. 
Perfect. You can't go out to eat, not because of COVID, but because you're wearing brown. You're, in case you want to make your white pants brown. You... I'm wearing white pants. Take me home. real fast. Take me home right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll give you a, uh, I'll, I'll give you a, uh, a, uh, a clue if you want to, uh, because you know, what we've been doing is as people call in, uh, we're giving them a chance to play the, uh, secret celebrity laugh game. Yes. I think I know it. Okay. Okay. You guys didn't text me back. Oh yeah. That's right. You made a guess. All right. So here's what we'll do. We'll let you hear it. We'll give you a drum roll. And then you can take a, we'll give you a free guess. We'll give you a, a free guess. You have a chance to upset the entire contest right now. You ready? It's Courtney Love. I'm calling it right now. Uh, <laughs> listen, listen, we need that it to be. heroin bitch sounds like a man anyway. We, we need it to be Courtney Love like we need a hole in our head. Okay, here we go. Um, here you go. Here's your free listen. After the drum roll, give us your guess. Ready? Caller, name this secret celebrity laugh. <laughs> all right, who is it? All right, all right. I'm not going with the guess I texted you. Okay. Um, just in case, it, by all chance, it was right. Okay. You can you you can go with whoever you want. I'm gonna say Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford is incorrect. It is not Harrison Ooh. Ford. Solid and, guess, though. And I will also tell you that the guess that you texted is also not correct. All right. I'm not going to give that one away. Though. Yeah, I won't. I won't tell everybody what it was, but the guess that you, <laughs> which, although uh, both, because the guess that you texted, I was like, damn, we probably should have gone with that one. Yeah, that was a good one. Like, that was a solid, solid choice. And then I was like, crap, well, this one's harder, so I'm glad because people are less likely to guess this one than the one you guessed. So, um, <laughs> you know, it was a solid, okay. solid guess. That's a good one. Yeah. So, uh, Jason, from Before It All Starts. Are you ready? I got another soundboard. Jason, from Before It All Starts again. Again. Nope, not that one. Hold on. There's the better. Nope. Nope. There we go. Fourth thumbs chunk. Yeah, I know. I know these the, the they go by color, they don't go by number, so I'd have to figure out which one's which, but whatever. Um you know. I don't hear nothing. You didn't hear the you didn't hear the clapping? No, but thank you anyway. Yeah. I appreciate oh. it. I will All right, okay, buddy. I hear it now. There you go, clapping. Yeah. yeah. The studio audience yeah. for you. Just remember, every guess is a clue for everybody else. So, there you go. You know, not not Harrison Ford, but keep up the good work on your podcast, buddy. They are fantastic. You're doing great stuff over at uh, Before It All Starts Again, again, and Superhero Deep Dive. You're picking some great superheroes. So, if uh, you guys, if everybody out there is sleeping on either of those shows, do not anymore because um, they're both really, really good. You're doing fantastic work i appreciate it oh one more quick thing Colon, how is the game so far is it terrible so i'm gonna be real with you i don't have a playstation 2 <laughs> but i'm in the process of hunting oh, no. one down so uh i know the game did not review well but 
Well. But no, I'm gonna I'm gonna look into grabbing a PS2 soon. Oh, I thought you had everything. <laughs> okay. Well, you guys take it easy. Be blessed, be happy, be smart. And if you're if you're not smart, don't get caught. Okay. Yeah, words to live <laughs> by, right there, buddy. Thank you. Have yourself a great night, buddy. Absolutely. Take it easy, guys. See ya. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> the uh... hey, do I need to buy Killer Workout on Blu-ray? Uh, how much is it? The answer is yes. I don't care how much it is. I'm going to screenshot you the price. All right. So. What do you want? Yeah. Yeah. Um, good guy. Good, good, good shows. He's got good shows. Um, yeah. Love, love Jay. Love Jason. Love Jason. So Harrison Ford, not the answer, but good guess. Solid guess. Solid, solid guess. Uh, what was last week's guess? Uh, I think, he, did he say, oh, yeah, you did he guess Tony Danza? I don't think so. I don't know. I, yeah, I thought, I thought it was Tony Danza. Uh, hmm. I thought, uh, it, <laughs> I thought, I, I could have sworn that he guessed Tony Danza. Okay, and, yeah, it was, it was. And, um. But, uh, so it's not, not Tony Danza, not Harrison Ford. Yeah, okay, so not Tony Danza, not yeah. Harrison Ford. Somebody else. Uh, eventually, here in another couple of weeks, we're going to start giving out hints, and um, I will uh, start lowering the jackpot if, uh, um, so, uh, no, 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 here's... Here's here's what he guessed, and uh, it was also uh, not not what uh, Jay guessed in his. Uh, that's not a bad price. I'm gonna go. Okay. Yeah, that's not a bad price. Killer workout okay. on okay. Blu-ray. Okay. Um, so now we'll stop okay. doing a show for two. Uh, right, right. So uh, it is as as he alluded to. It is WrestleMania season. Uh, can I can I do the thing? Most can wonderful I? time. Eh, it used I, to be. I I I'm I'm still excited, and with the uh yeah yeah the the two nights I'm hyped for it. So um hold on I got to do this uh I got to be like do the thing yeah it's WrestleMania season. You know, we love it. Uh, some of us more than others. I used to love it a lot. Don't really anymore. Um, but it's neither here nor there. Uh, so for the next week and then next week, we'll have some, we'll have a wrestling, some kind of wrestling topic just to talk about WrestleMania. You know, whatever. Um, yeah. And... Um, so you, you had a uh, you had a really interesting idea for this one, and I'm super psyched for it. So why don't you tell everybody what we're doing today? So uh, you know we've kind of been doing the top four, Mount Rushmore, whatever you want to call it. Um, we've done we've done a couple of them, and we did Stone Cold Steve Austin moments. We did Survival Horror Games. I think those are the only two we've done on air so far. Uh, but I actually really wanted to do because there are always so many like drop storylines or someone didn't sign somewhere or, you know, like this, that or the other thing. 
Um, so I want to do a, like, what is your Mount Rushmore, your top four of what ifs in professional wrestling? And I feel like most, well, I feel like most of our stuff is going to be WWF slash E, but uh, we might have some surprising stuff in there for you too. Yeah, we, we're, uh, we, we probably have some curveballs. Um, so, uh, um, since I'm going to be the one that's going to end, I'm going to yep. let you go first. All right. Uh, I'm going to start not in the world wrestling entertainment realm. I'm going to start in world championship wrestling. Yeah. Because what if, you know, with the biggest storyline in the history of world championship wrestling was, of course, the New World Order. And it started out with Scott Hall, Kevin Nash defecting, showing up uh, from WWF, uh, then WWF, uh, on WCW programming and starting a war with WCW trying to take over, saying they had a third man with them. Third man ended up being Hulk Hogan, which, you know, not only turned the wrestling world upside down, but gained mainstream notoriety because that was the first time since 1983 that Hulk Hogan had been a bad guy. So it was crazy big, but at the time there were a lot of names that were thrown out for who would be the third man. Mm -hmm. And one of my favorite, what ifs is what if that third man was Brett Hitman Hart? I think it would have been better. Um, and I say that because, you know, by the time Hitman came to WCW about a year and a half later, they, they just, they dropped the ball on him so hard. Um, and I think like that really would have been the way to bring Hitman in and really kind of, make a not even like a splash but just to make it like a big deal and you would have hitman across the ring from two guys he'd wrestled before with macho and luger yeah and you even have your built-in storyline with luger already there of you try to steal my spotlight in 94 and you tried to take my spot as world champion so because WCW never really gave a shit about mentioning the the uh, the competition, so might as well turn like full swing into it. Yeah, um, I feel like it would not have reached the mainstream heights that it did, uh, but I feel like it would have been it would have been a big wrestling story, but it wouldn't have been like the mainstream story that it was. I can agree with that. It does not get the. I'm not sure it kicks off the whole attitude era at that no, point. Then. No. Good one. Very good one. Yeah, that one was. Uh, um, I've often wondered what happens because eventually he did join the NWO. But what if he was one of the founding men? But, you know. So the first one I wanted to talk about, we're going to get in the Wayback Machine to over 30 years ago now. Oh, God. 
We're going to, yeah, I know, and this is going to make us both feel ancient when I say this. We're going to go back to the 1991 oh, Royal Rumble. Oh, no, 91. Oh, that doesn't feel like it's been that long ago. What if they had gone with the original planned winner? What if Perfect had gone over? Uh, it always, like, as a kid, I will say that, you know, I was a, I was a Hulk Hogan fan, of yeah. course. So I loved, you know, when he won and when he always won. And as we know, Hogan must pose. And mm-hmm. which is a great t-shirt, by the way. Um, but as, as an adult, I'm like, man, Mr. Perfect should have won that. He should have won it. Like, absolutely. But they wanted to, that, that was the era of you had to send everybody home happy at every big show. Yeah. And so you had to end it with Hogan posing. Yep. And I mean, I, I don't really know how much that changes the trajectory for perfect as an actual wrestler. I'm not going to say that that skyrockets him into world champion territory. Um, but at the same time, like, I do feel like that at least makes him a contender. Like he might not fall into that best person to never be world champion, which I still think he's probably number one with a bullet on that list. Yeah. I think so. it's, it's, it's him. And as I've been going back and watching, um, 1998 Monday night raw, I'll tell you like the, like the worst part about it is hearing the commentary. Not, yeah. not because it's, JR and the King, because it's it's the best commentary that WWE ever had. Um, Staring in Monsoon and Heenan right now. Uh, no, Gorilla Monsoon was a terrible play-by-play guy. I will I will <laughs> die yeah. on that hill. He was a crappy play-by-play guy. Heenan was the only really like Monsoon was great because he played off of Heenan. Like, but that's and, you know not. And Jerry Lawler was only good because he played off Jr. No, Jerry Lawler had such great lines though. Like Jerry Lawler was was like in in like ninety seven, ninety eight, and part of ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Lawler was a plus. Like he was dialed in, and it was perfect. His character was so good. And then they started to like. He went from. Like, funny because he was a bad guy, like, saying funny things about the good guys that were, like, demeaning to, oh, like, he's funny, so let's blur the line and make him, like, a goofy, funny guy. And, you know, when he turned from, like, when he turned from heel color commentator to guy obsessed with puppies is when he lost his A-plus focus and he lost like the he, he he fell off the the peak of his announcing but i will i will die on the hill that lawler 97 98 and part of 99 top shelf easily the best color commentator they've had since heenan and they haven't had anybody good since then 
like on that level since then. But again, I haven't watched it in a couple of years, so I don't know for sure like this past couple of years, but I imagine it's not that great. Sure. Um, no, the commentary now is uh, well, abysmal. And, and, and the reason that the commentary is, is tough is because like they're an, having lines fed to them. Well, like an Owen Hart match. You know, like Owen Hart comes in and, and, and JR is like, you know, talking up Owen Hart and he's like, you know, um, you know, the only title that he hasn't won in this company is the World Wrestling Federation title. And you know that that's coming for him and he's a shoe in to get it. And, you know, it's just a matter of time. And you're like, mm-hmm. fuck, like, yeah. And like, so they talk about like, you know, people that like, oh, Ken Shamrock, like he is he is destined for the WWF title and this and that, like everybody, like they have, you have all this hope for these people that then like, you know, the end of the story. Yeah. But it's like, you hear them and it's like, my God, like, yeah, at this time they were on that trajectory to get there. And so, but yeah, that's, that, that's what I say when I mean, uh, the commentary then was, is is tough to listen to now. Because it's great, well, and it, but it's hopeful, yeah. and it gets squashed. Well, and you, again, everything's less micromanaged. Yeah. Apparently now it is literally Vince basically puppeteering three people. So. Yeah. Which is why you never really have anyone talking over anyone either. So, all right. But that's a story for another a subject for another day. Yep. What you got? All right. Uh, so we'll go back to the E. Uh, WrestleMania X8. Live from uh, Toronto, the Sky Dome. Headlined by what people call a classic, even though it was a slightly above average match at best. Uh, match quality wise, the rock. The crowd makes it. Yeah, oh, easily. Uh, the Rock versus Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Yup. But leading up to WrestleMania X8, there were two paths for Hulk Hogan, who had recently returned in February to the E. Either The Rock or Stone Cold Steve Austin. One of those two was going to be the WrestleMania opponent. Couldn't figure it out. Unfortunately for Steve Austin... He ends up working WrestleMania with Scott Hall, which not a bad thing, but as big as Rock Hogan was, Austin Hogan would have been, I think, the biggest thing, and I would have traded Rock Hogan for Austin Hogan a million times. Like, and I, I... I find it, if you are a, I I question your wrestling fanhood if you would not trade those two matches. Uh, Yeah, for sure. Um, That's always going to be the what if it could have happened match. Um, Along with one we're going to get to here in just a minute. (laughs) Yep. Uh, But... Like, you literally had the two biggest guys ever. Ever in professional wrestling. Uh, The only people that are remotely close to that are uh, Rock and Cena. Yeah. 
Um, but I mean, the, the, the fact is they, I mean, it was egos on both sides. Uh, is the reason that match never happened. I yep. think given everything you read, like I think Hogan had made it pretty clear. He wasn't going to lose to Austin. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know how or anyone convinced him to put the rock over, but whatever. So, um, but yeah, I mean, Austin, Austin Hogan would have been the match to go to. But we never got it. No, unfortunately, uh, yeah, I, I know they always say can't figure out a finish, could never figure out a finish, and I get it. But yeah, the money that they go to produce, especially like WrestleMania X8, also makes me real mad because like we got Rock Hogan two in February of '03, like the next mm-hmm. year, like, like not even a year later, we got the rematch. So we could have gotten both and they, yeah, no interest or not necessarily no interest, but like they didn't like, if had they just set everybody down and worked it out, I feel like they could have gotten somewhere, but I wasn't in the room. I don't know if they didn't ask me shockingly. Well, you know, at the ripe old age of how old would you have been then? Uh, in '02, I would have been, let's see, like eighteen. Yeah, yeah. I would have been eighteen. So I had my, I had my whole life. I had hope then. I had I had optimism. I could have made that happen. <laughs> but no, so, no, no, sir. So you were in like January. WWE started running all those two twenty one eleven commercials for like oh, yeah. vignettes. Yeah, you saw the little house looked very similar to the Evil Dead house, and it was pouring rain. I remember and, those. And the only thing they ever showed on the inside of the house was a black duster. Everyone's like, "This is it! Like, it's finally Sting." Yeah, it's finally Sting. And apparently they were this close to getting Sting. So two twenty one eleven rolls around, the 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 promo, the vignette airs and the gong hits. You know. Like we're talking up until you see the take taker's boots walk out from that um that house. Yeah. I'm like, it's sting. It's sting. Yep. And then Triple H's music hits before Taker can say anything, and they they have the silent stare down with the WrestleMania point and everything, and whatever. Like, cool, that's fine, but like, knowing, and Sting's even said it, like, that they were this close, and it was supposed to be him and Taker at WrestleMania, and one of the biggest what-ifs is, like, Taker was a WWE guy through and through. Sting was a WCW guy yeah. through and through. And you you can argue the mean Mark Callis and Sting match from '89 all you want, but that is not the Sting and no. not not the Mark Calloway character that you wanted to see wrestle each other. No, I, that argument's trash. 
Um, well, they technically wrestled. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, not the same. Um, so, yeah, I just I wanted, I, I I just wanted to will that into existence, and then Sting finally makes his debut, and he wrestles Triple H for some reason, and Taker goes into a feud with Bray Wyatt where he never shows up until WrestleMania for that that entire year. So. There there was just a lot left on the table. So, like, the actual what-if is what if it had been Sting that showed up on 2-21-11, and before Sting can cut a promo, Gong hits and Taker interrupts him. Ooh, yeah, that would have been a thousand times better, because uh, Triple H, I'm going to go ahead and say it, usually does not make much, especially at, at from that stage on, um, I'd say from like 2010 on does not make anything better. No, and I'm, I don't like their 27 match. It, it's basically, it's a no holds barred match. And it's basically a glorified squash where Taker locks on the triangle choke because out of desperation at the end, their hell in a cell match at 28 was so much better. Made yeah. that much better because Shawn Michaels was a part of it. The greatest of all time. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, we were talking about The Undertaker. Oh, we'll <laughs> save that one. The goat. Um, I've got, I've got one that uh, also involves WrestleMania. Okay. Also involves Shawn Michaels. Okay. And, okay, what did you think of the Shawn Michaels-WrestleMania 22 match against Mr. McMahon? It was the feel-good match of the card. Like, it was whatever. Okay, Uh, because I feel like the original setup that they had for Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 22 was a lot better. Go on. Because the original plan uh, before life decided that uh, it was going to have other plans, as it always does, um, mid to late 2005, WWE was, was planning ahead uh, and working out the uh, where they wanted to map out for WrestleMania 22. And the idea that was pitched... And the idea that was started to, uh, that, that was sticking close to the top was Shawn Michaels one on one WrestleMania 22 against Eddie Guerrero. God. And so that was, um, that was a, I give him a lot of shit, but, uh, Bruce Pritchard takes credit for, uh, pitching the idea and having it kind of start developing before, um, before Eddie Guerrero would of course, uh, pass away. So before they could even set the seeds for anything for it, that happened. But can we talk about what a four year lineup that would have been? Yeah. Angle at 19 or was it Jericho at 19 and angle at 21? Yeah, Angle at 21, Jericho. Okay, at yeah, so Jericho at 19, Triple H and <clears throat> at 20. Yep. 
Angle at 21, if he'd gotten Guerrero at 22, like, it's just Sean working your workhorses for four years in a row, which is amazing because Sean's one of the ultimate workhorses. Well, and then roll on after that because you'd have 24, Flair, 25, Taker, 26, Taker. And 23 was Cena. Yeah. In an also very underwhelming match. Yeah. But, like, that WrestleMania lineup, like, damn. Like, uh, but, yeah, so we almost had Michaels Guerrero at WrestleMania. Yeah, and honestly, like, the the Mr. McMahon one felt kind of like a retread because they'd just done a similar story with Hogan, like, three years before then. Yep. So it just felt very, we've done this. Like, we've done this. Come on. Yeah. So, yeah. My second one is, again, something that was teased a couple times on television. And, I, you know, I know there were never solid plans for it but I feel like it was the one guy who was going to get Austin to come out of retirement for one more match. Yeah. You already know where I'm going with this. Yep. It would have been great. It would have been perfect. And it, the best heel in the business at this point, what if we'd been able to get CM Punk during his like straight edge savior or leader of the Nexus or just out on his own as a bad guy? CM Punk gets Stone Cold Steve Austin out of retirement for one final match. Uh, and there's a uh, there's a a clip somewhere. I don't know if it's from Starcast or um, somewhere where he talks about. Um, I think it was one of his stories, uh, Punk's stories from Starcast, where he talks about how one one week for Raw. For whatever reason, Austin was there. And, you know, he went up to Austin and he was like, oh, yeah, you know, it would be cool if, you know, at the end, we're all like everybody's doing a dark match. It would be great if you came out, gave us all stunners, send the crowd home happy. And Austin's like, oh, no one ever asks me to do that. Hell, yeah, that'd be awesome. So, you know, he takes a stunner, blah, blah, blah. And he says, he's like, that's when I started working him. And been like, and he was like, you know, how about we, how about we do one more match? How about we do? And it, it was, it was that like, um, the Nexus time. It was like that Nexus era right before Money in the Bank yeah. eleven. And he's like, he's like, so I started coming. I started, you know, because because he's like, you know, he does his impression. He's like, goddamn kid, no one ever asked me to do that. Hell yeah! And he, he tries to like, yeah. And, and he's I like, remember this because he he wasn't even gonna appear on TV yeah. at all. Yeah, and he's like... He was just backstage. Yeah, and he's okay. like, oh, fuck it, come out, give, give me a stunner, it'll be great, it'll be awesome. And he's like, I get to fucking take a stunner, that's great. And then uh, he's like, so yeah, then I start being like, well, how about you do this? Uh, how about we get you for one more match? And he's like, there was about, you know, he's like, there was a little window. He's like, that we almost made it happen. And, like, we were there. But, you know, for whatever reason, it never happened. But he's like, he talks about where he was, like, super close. And he's like, yeah, like we, 
we were there and we almost had it. And they did because that was when they did that. Um, there's a, a, a like a, a, a 2K game promo. Uh-huh. Uh, that's the two of them. And like you can tell that like it, it was from around that time. And, you know, they talk about it later and they're like, because uh, I think um, on uh, JR's, JR does an interview where he talks about it. And he's like, it was never intended to amount to anything. It was just kind of to get people talking. But like, you know, because it was after that had already, like the idea had come up. It had kind of started to grow hair and then it fizzled out and then everybody had kind of moved on. So he was like, I don't know why we did that because, like, we knew it wasn't going to amount to anything because everybody was past it at that point, but we did it anyway. But it's a really good, as he calls it, it's a really good piece of business. Um, Well, and they had that backstage uh, segment where either Austin was the guest host or something like that, where he goes in and he's offering Punk a drink. He's like, you want a beer? And every time he offers him different alcohol, Punk just does the... What? Yeah. Yep. And it's just like building this tension and you're just like, I want this to go somewhere. Yep. Like, I know it's not going to, but I want this to go somewhere. Yeah. (sighs) All right. bring, Bring us home. What you got for your final one? All right. My last one also involves dear friend. CM Punk. Mm-hmm. During his historic 434-day title reign, uh, which would unfortunately come to an untimely demise at the Royal Rumble 2013 to The Rock. Bullshit. Yeah. Uh, Bullshit. The, uh, what was originally pitched to make it a little different was... CM Punk retains at the Rumble, holds the title until WrestleMania, which would have been either right at or just after 500 days. Mm-hmm. And the uh, with the title match being a triple threat with Punk, Cena, Rock, and to you know, get past day 500 is the triple threat where he would ultimately lose it to whoever. But, you know, the Rocks 2013 title reign is bogus, first of all. It's pointless. His it's dumb. Two def- his two defenses? Yeah, stupid. And one of them was a, uh, a title rematch to Punk at, at yeah. uh, Elimination Chamber. The other one was the one he lost yeah. to John Cena. So, pointless title reign that... You know, you could have had him, if you're going to do that, you could have had him win it at WrestleMania and then lose it, you know, the next month or whatever. Um, but, yeah, could have made a much bigger run, even better, by having him beat The Rock at Royal Rumble and then go on to WrestleMania. Um, would have elevated everything about that match instead of getting Rock Cena again. Once in a lifetime. Twice in a lifetime. In two years. Kiss my ass. Um, well, and Punk, like, that was the year he basically just got stuck working part-timers. He worked, um, 
rock for January, February, worked Taker for Mania, took his couple months off, came back and worked Jericho right before Jericho went on one of his hiatuses, then worked Lesnar. Then he went in that feud with the Shield, so it's like he got beat. beat oh, the only part-timer he went over was Jericho, so it's like they basically beat the shit out of his character for eight months straight. Yep. And then put him in this program with the Shield, where apparently every time he went on TV, it was make Roman look strong. You know what would make him look strong? Fucking beat me. No, 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 no. Beat all three of them, but make him look strong. It's one of my favorite parts of that um, part of wrestling podcast, where he's like, "Then fucking let them beat me." No, 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 no. We want you to win. Just, just make them look strong. So dumb. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm going to bring us home, and you already know what this is. I, and I'm so excited for this. Because this is something I, I wanted to go last, because I feel like this is going to be something that's going to be a conversational piece. Um, so in 2001, in the final, what ended up being the final issue of WCW Magazine, there was an advertisement for WCW The Big Bang. In May of 2001. Yeah. And hearing everyone talk about it, it's Bischoff. They even locked in a TV deal. He had a partner, and Bischoff really wanted to run a wrestling-focused, less goofy shit program. And, like, they had Fox interested, and, you know, like, they were were ready. They they apparently had... um, it was like the Hard Rock Cafe in, I think, Las Vegas was going to be like, because they were going to do like club venues. That was going to be where they ran for the first, like, because he wanted it to basically feel like small and intimate, like old school wrestling. So he and his partner went back and forth and basically, like, he gathered up $60 million to buy it from Turner. It's a lot. $60 million, especially when you realize how much Vince bought it for. Yeah. So, like, the deal falls through because basically, in essence, what he wanted to do was let all those top guys, let Hall, Nash, Hogan, Goldberg, Sting, Flair, let all those dudes sit out their – Set out their contracts. He wanted the younger talent to, like, come in. He wanted to basically build a younger talent. And I know he'd been in conversations with um, he like he wanted to bring in Joey Styles as a, as like one of his commentators. I think he wanted Styles and Shivani, which yes, please, a uh, thousand percent, yeah, yeah, that'll put um, butts in seats. Yeah, my my favorite commentator of all time, uh, obviously next to Mike Adamley. So, dude, okay, well, listen, I will not, I will not stand for Mike Adamley hate. Oh, we've talked about this. We've talked about yeah, this. You're right. You're, I will right, not right, stand right. for Mike Adamley hate. You're right. You're right. <laughs> we've talked about this. We've talked yeah. about this. I apologize, Mr. Adamley. <laughs> so, and it's just this huge enthralling idea of like, what if they'd sold to Bischoff? Yeah. And Bischoff had ended up with the WCW name, like, because in essence, I think it becomes a better run version of TNA just without the 
constant money being thrown at these like old timers. Cause I mean, you know, AJ Styles and Daniels had already worked some matches for WCW at that point. Like Joe would yeah. have been yeah. he's forty two now. So I was he would have been in his early twenties. Like I mean I feel like you get Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniels, and AJ Styles, along with guys like Mark Jingdrak, Sean O'Hare. Um, Mysterio probably would have stayed, like Gregory Helms. Yep. Shan- uh, oh, my gosh. What's the Shannon dude's name? Shannon Moore. Shannon Moore. Yep. Evan Courageous. Like You would have had all of like the lower card like hang around. You probably would have been able to keep on like guys like Booker T and Diamond Dallas Page. Yeah. And those would have been like your quote unquote old guard at that point. Um, Because I really think they would have dropped the stuff like Hogan, Hall, Nash, Goldberg, Flair, Sting. Like, I don't think they would have really gone after them that much, at least not in the beginning. So I just want to know, like, the biggest question for me in all of wrestling history is what if Vince doesn't get WCW? I mean, it's it's a very, very fair, solid question. And, um, I mean, he got the value out of that purchase just out of the tape library. Uh, yeah. I mean... I, Including tape library was just over five million yeah, that he that's paid, which insane. in two thousand one to Vince McMahon was chump change. Yeah, pennies on the dollar for what it was, he was really worth. Yeah, he was making that on like a pay per view a month in buys, yeah. uh, and that was like pre network and all that crap. Uh, but yeah, I as as crappy as two thousand two thousand one. WCW was, uh, I just appreciated the alternative. Mm-hmm. I feel like competition makes everybody better. And I feel like uh, having another national promotion at that level would have done nothing but good for the business. It would have been better for talent because they could have had better negotiating skills for, or resources for contracts. Um, It would have been good for television networks that would have had, um, you know, content and for advertisers that would have had another outlet. Um, it would have been good for the companies and they would have had to, you know, have better writers and better stories and more compelling television. Like it would have been better all around. Yeah. And you know, people are going to argue, well, what about ring of honor? What about TNA? It's like, you have to realize like, I hated so much of what TNA did because of their world title scene because of Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. And, And, um, like, do you want to really? He, do you want to really try and get Jeff Jarrett on the show? Yes and no. I say that like because I, like there's like a ninety five percent chance that I like legitimately could get Jeff Jarrett on the show. Then I mean yes. Yeah. Um, but like the whole thing about 
The fact that he put the title back on himself the week before the Spike TV deal just really didn't sit right with me. Yeah. The fact that, you know, he would lose the belt. He went over, like, Christian and Angle and all these people in the first uh, King of the Mountain match. And it was just like, Jarrett's the only dude who booked Jarrett. And what's the thing? Like, he broke 5,000 guitars and never drew a dime. Yeah, that is what they say. Yeah, I mean, even in the height of Jarrett as, like, world champion in WCW, are you buying a ticket to go to a show for Jeff Jarrett? Uh, I mean, listen, his his uh, his last WWF theme song kicked ass. Um, I'll give are, him that. Are you paying money to see Jeff Jarrett? That's yeah, what I'm asking. Yeah, probably not. I'm sometimes yeah. I'm paying to see uh to hear his music and see Deborah at that point in time. But that's about it, not him. Fair. <laughs> You're definitely not paying to see him come out to Cowboy by Kid Rock and WCW oh, God, no. weird yellow sunglasses. Nope. And his don't piss me off to no wait. Don't piss me off was WWE. Yeah. The slap nut shirt was yeah, WCW. Yeah, yeah. And so there, I mean, it, it's always going to be that what if, and like, I, I you, you know, as a huge ECW dude, and the fact that like it would have kind of gotten more eyes on a product like that in like a smaller, more intimate like setting, not in the sense that it was like that hardcore stuff. Um, it's just always going to be that, and you know, it came to the forefront of my mind because this week was the. 20th anniversary of yeah. the last nitro. Yep. Yep. So I saw a picture, uh, and it was, uh, diamond Dallas page who was backstage at the last nitro, but not used on TV, which I had to think back. I was like, damn, yeah, he wasn't no, on he, the last night. He had a backstage vignette and that was it. That's crazy. Not even a vignette. He did like a, a real world, like to the camera interview. Yeah. That's awful. And I remember he, he referred to himself by his real name. He's like, I'm Paige Joseph Falkenberg. And I was like, what the fuck? <sighs> yeah. 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 Because I remember there was something had happened or like something was going on. So like I hadn't had a chance to check. Like my, my, my site at that point was Lords of Pain. And Lord, Lords of Pain dot net. Lordsofpain.net backslash home two was, was the one to go to. Mr. Tito's fat daily wrestling uh, column, P H A T, of oh, course. Oh my god. I was uh, a I was a no DQ.com guy. No DQ had too many like pop ups and stuff and we had dial ups. Dude, so. they they would like go into no DQ would would you know fuck up your computer real bad. But. Still Still going to no DQ, like overloads your phone. Does it still exist? Yeah, no DQ wow. still gets like they still cover wrestling. I don't think because yep. I want to say, and I think this is, I I'm not positive about this. I think like in its infancy, in like '05 or '06, in, in the '05 to '07 range, I think IGN bought Lords of Pain. Wow. Um. So, but yeah, I hadn't been able to check like any wrestling site. So I get home, I turn on Nitro, 
because it was eight to ten and Raw was nine to eleven. Yeah. So and just you know it opens up and it shows Vince on screen and I was just like so I clicked up because TNT was twenty five USA was twenty six so I clicked up and it went to twenty six and I was like okay Raw didn't start early so like I go back down I was like then he's like I now or he's like I have bought WCW and I was just like what the fuck yeah. Yeah, that so, was G double O N double E. Jeff Jarrett is gone. That was his uh dog I, mean, shit does, I thought he spelled out fired. I know he he spelled gone. Okay. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible promo. But yeah, legitimately on, fired the man on TV. Yeah, picking on our boy Jeff Jarrett. Well, dear boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. This is definitely something we can do more than once because I feel yeah. like there is a bunch of stuff we left uncovered. Oh, yeah. And much like uh, WrestleMania, um, we turned this into an extra long affair. Um, you can get this episode on a two disc Blu ray <laughs> uh, available at your local FYE. And... But no. Um... Oh, I need to put the Sorry We're Out of Time on a button. <laughs> yeah, this, this weekend I'm going to. I'm gonna, uh adjust these these uh pads so we're gonna have hotkeys i'm putting in can you, hot put a, can you put a button that says fuck around and find out Ooh, if we had that sound uh i would do it uh but instead all we have is uh Ooh. that one what we about have, uh if you come for the king you best not miss we have the, the kids going yeah what's this last one is this no that's the drum roll okay i won't hit the drum roll um but, uh, yeah, there's the kids going, yeah, and then I forgot what the other one was, but I'm not hitting it because I don't want to know. I don't want to know that bad. So, whatever. But, uh, no, buddy, um, we'll work out our uh, WrestleMania bet with uh, with Jason. So we'll report that back next week. Uh, we'll give everybody another shot at uh, some money or some fabulous prizes next week because uh, – uh, there was a slight delay due to weather, uh, but uh, prize packs from the Friends with Benefits Worldwide headquarters are going out uh, this weekend, so uh, be on the lookout oh, for yeah. those. Uh, apologies for the delay, uh, but we'll be giving away a prize pack chosen especially for you next week. Other than that, buddy, uh, patreon.com slash podcast, or give us a share to someone that you think might like the episode. That's or all if you we hate ask. our show, share it with someone you don't like. Yes, if you have enemies, just anonymously like airdrop them an episode and send them <laughs> the link. I don't know. Um, you know, spread the word to people you hate. Uh, and as always, hashtag FWB podcast on your social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we really do need to pay for that fucking snapchat filter i think it we could probably get it cheap so dude i'm in i'll see i'll, I'll see what i can do to figure that out All right, then. um and as always if you put a hashtag ftb podcast on your social or on your dating profile tinder grinder hinge bumble whatever we don't really care what you use as long as you put hashtag ftb podcast on it screenshot us proof and we will send you a prize pack until then for Chris, for also Chris, I'm a grown-ass man, and most of my Amazon orders are now horror movies and cleaning <laughs> products. Yeah. So thank you for being our friends. 
with benefits.